Hello there and welcome to Fabulous Folklore, the podcast for all things folklore, occult and just a bit weird. I'm your host Icy Cedric, blogger, fantasy author and your guide into these rather mysterious realms. I've got some rare things to show you, so come on in, take a look around, but be careful not to touch anything. These things sometimes bite. Well hello there, welcome to Fabulous Folklore with Icy. Or welcome back if you've been here before. I hope you're grand, whether you're new or returning, whichever. I'm just happy you're here. Basically, as we're now slowly moving into spring, I say slowly because we all thought that spring had arrived for the Easter Bank holiday here in the UK, and then the following week it all kind of went to hell. But because we're nearly into spring properly, even way up here in northern England, just beyond the wall, we're basically going to be looking at the folklore of insects because obviously we're going to start seeing a lot more of them over the coming weeks with any luck. We've already had a few bees wafting around in the garden and it won't be long until we start seeing butterflies. And that's what we're going to have a look at this week, the folklore, superstitions and symbolism of butterflies. Some species have actually been sighted as long ago as late February in the UK, but I'll be honest, not by me. So this is what we're going to have a look at butterflies. We're going to start off though with a slight detour into butterflies and the soul because it doesn't seem to matter where you turn in folklore, superstition, whatever. Most cultures associate the butterfly with the soul and you find this in ancient Egypt, you find it in Mesoamerica, in Roman Greece, Native American cultures, in the Far East. It just seems like this single concept of the butterfly being the soul seems to be there in some shape or form and if you look at psyche the greek goddess of the soul she's often even depicted with wings but where does this particular association come from for many people it appears to relate to the butterfly's sense of transformation so obviously it starts out as a caterpillar wraps itself into a cocoon and then emerges as a butterfly so bear in mind at this point the caterpillar basically turns itself into soup while it's still in its cocoon And that's all to become this beautiful butterfly. Now, in some belief systems, the caterpillar represents your lifespan. So that would be obviously the moment that you're born until the moment you die. So that's when you're the caterpillar. The point that you die is then the cocoon. And then the butterfly becomes the soul fluttering away to whatever the next stage of spiritual development might be. Which all sounds rather lovely. But despite these positive ideas, some people actually thought that if that meant that the butterfly was the soul, then seeing butterflies flittering around was a bit like seeing your loved ones passing time in purgatory. So butterflies representing dead ancestors or relatives is actually quite a common motif across the world. And you do find the same concept in a lot of cultures. And I can only assume that it's because at some point someone in that culture has noticed the life cycle of the butterfly and then related it to the soul. Now, because of this, obviously certain souls tend to carry a little bit more weight than others, particularly those of dead children. And this is why in Ireland during the 1600s, it was actually illegal to kill white butterflies because they were believed to be a dead child's soul. And interestingly, Ali Isaac actually has a really good retelling of a tale from Irish mythology about butterflies over on her blog, but I'll put the link in the show notes so that you can check them out. Otherwise, if you go to www.icsedgwick.com forward slash butterflies hyphen folklore, you'll be able to find all the links and pictures and all that jazz over there. 
Now, because the butterfly often symbolises the soul, it also symbolises the spirit. And butterflies appear in this way in a range of Native American stories. And in some of them, if you gently catch a butterfly in your hands, you can whisper a wish to it and it will carry them to the Great Spirit and the Great Spirit will hopefully grant it for you. Generally speaking, it will grant it because you set the butterfly free again. That said, when you get some species of butterfly, a bit like the peacock butterfly, and they've got what looks like eyes on them, some people thought that those eyes meant they were actually God's spies. So again, they've got both good and bad connotations. In China, they can represent a healthy life. And in Japan, they can even mean marital bliss. And there's quite a sweet Japanese superstition that says that you should watch out for butterflies perching behind the bamboo screen in your guest room. And if one does so, you'll get a visit from the person that you love the most. That particular superstition, I actually found a variation of in a lot of cultures that if a butterfly got into the house, it meant that a visitor was on their way, but it was a visitor you would want to see. So that's quite nice. But again, we've got this to and fro between good and bad. Russian folklore often has tales that actually cast butterflies as witches in disguise. So you possibly wouldn't want one of them in your house. Now, because of the life cycle of the butterfly that we've already talked about, they often represent transformation. We've talked about that. But orange butterflies in particular can represent rebirth and that's rebirth on several levels so seeing one can actually lead to a perspective shift so it doesn't have to be like a physical rebirth but just a, a mental or a spiritual one and in speaking of orange butterflies in the Appalachians in America they have a superstition that you can work out how much money is going to come your way if you can count the spots on a fritillary's wings and they're those orange butterflies that you get with like the dark brown spots on them and there's various different kinds but yeah, count the spots and you'll be able to work out how much money you're going to get. You really shouldn't kill the first butterfly that you see because that's going to bring bad luck for the remainder of the year. That's unless you live in Devon, in which case doing so will actually bring you good luck. Personally, I'd prefer you just to not kill butterflies at all, but that's just me. They are good pollinators. Some people also saw butterflies as omens of death, and I think most people would probably be aware of similar ideas around things like the death's head moth and so on. Obviously, moths and butterflies aren't the same thing. Now, seeing a butterfly at night, having one land on your shoulder, or just seeing three of them together would basically all spell doom in your near future. And just to tie up this idea about death and butterflies and souls, there's a Roman mosaic, picture of which is on my blog, but it's in the Naples National Archaeological Museum. And it features the Wheel of Fortune, obviously the idea being that you've no idea which way that your life is going to go. The Wheel of Fortune could spin and you could either gain or lose. And in this one, there's a butterfly underneath a skull representing the soul. So that obviously doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, you're going to die at some point and your soul will be set free. But finally, I want to move on to what specific colours mean, because there's a whole range of different superstitions relating to different colours of butterflies. Now, if you see a butterfly that's obviously got multiple colours, go off the main colour of the butterfly that you see. So we're going to start off with red, orange and yellow. And to some Native American tribes, red butterflies represent particularly strong souls. And seeing a red butterfly means that important news is on its way. 
They also symbolise intense passion, so that might mean that a love letter is about a land through your door, or in Facebook Messenger, whichever. If you see a red butterfly in your house, it means that there's a special message for whoever it is who actually sees it, but you need to be careful because obviously red often means danger, so these messages can actually be warnings. Not everyone views red butterflies quite so highly, and the Scots used to think red butterflies were witches, which quite neatly ties back to that Russian belief as well. Some Korean superstitions actually see red butterflies as being evil, and other people think that they bring anger, so a butterfly like the Red Admiral is often considered an evil symbol. If an orange butterfly flutters next to you, that means joy's on the way, and a visitor might turn up or an invitation might come your way. Yellow butterflies are a bit of a funny one though because they both herald a sunny summer. If it's the first butterfly that you see of the year, then you should have a nice summer. And they can also represent happiness, fun and new life. And there's a Scottish and Irish belief that if you see a yellow butterfly near a dead person, it means that they're going to enjoy eternal happiness, which is obviously quite nice. But at the same time, if a sailor saw a yellow butterfly, it meant he might die on his next trip which isn't so nice. Other people thought that yellow butterflies were the souls of children or mothers who died in childbirth. And also, if the first butterfly that you see in spring is yellow, then your family's going to see plenty of sickness that year. You can see how, if on one hand it's a herald of a sunny summer, but it's also saying your family's going to get sick, it, it just shows how these different folkloric beliefs can sometimes contradict each other and just be downright confusing. Green butterflies can represent successful business ventures, money on its way, prosperity or some kind of growth in your business or hobbies. And this is one of the rare examples where nearly all of the superstitions about green butterflies were actually positive. I can't remember the last time I ever saw a green butterfly, so they may be the equivalent of a four-leaf clover, but there you go. Blue butterflies, on the other hand, and you do see these around, are another one of those split colour associations. So in some cultures, they're actually quite vindictive spirits. So I'm assuming the souls of people who were not particularly pleasant in life. But then in other cultures, they can represent calm, transformation, good luck or a wish being granted. Again, it just depends where you come from. And we're going to finish off with purple, black and white butterflies. Purple butterflies are much rarer. And obviously because butterflies in general represent the soul, these purple butterflies kind of represent spiritual growth, enlightenment and the world of dreams. So again, they're quite a positive thing if you do manage to see one. And then white butterflies can also represent spiritual change and dreams as well, which is quite ironic considering how many gardeners hate cabbage white butterflies, but probably because they eat their stuff. Black butterflies, on the other hand, can mean both renewal and rebirth, but also they can be an omen of death. And again, that just depends on the culture that they're from. Seeing a black butterfly in the house can actually mean that someone in the family is going to die soon. But then in other legends, black butterflies represent the souls of those who can't move on to the next world for some reason. So whether those souls hang around to, you know, take another one with them or not, maybe that's where the superstition came from. I don't know. If the first butterfly that you see in a year is black, it means that you're going to get thunderstorms soon. Whereas a white butterfly at the start of summer actually means it's going to be a rainy one. But whichever butterflies that you see, and I hope that you see some because butterflies are lovely, they're also a really good indicator of the health of the natural world. Like I said before, they help pollinate plants along with bees and other insects. And if you're in the UK, 
there's a charity called Butterfly Conservation who do very good work. So you can always check that out as well. Now, what I'd love you to do is tweet me at IC Sedgwick and that's I-C-Y-S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K and let me know what your favourite butterfly is, if indeed you have one. You can also leave a comment on the blog post, which, as I said before, is www.icsedgwick.com forward slash butterflies hyphen folklore. You can leave a comment there, see all the pictures that I've posted and all that kind of jazz. You can sign up for my email list and other fun stuff if you go to that link. Incidentally, I've also launched a Patreon for this blog post because obviously it does take time to research the posts, write them, record, edit, publish the podcast episodes and literally do all of this by myself. I would love to do that full time, but you know, baby steps. So if you would like to support the podcast for as little as $1 a month, which at the current exchange rate is about 70p, then you can go to patreon.com forward slash AC Sedgwick, all one word, and you can then decide which level of support you'd like to give me, if any. I will continue to put all this content out for free. It will always be free, but obviously it would be quite nice if you felt you wanted to chip in to help me make more of these. If I do manage to get enough patronage, I guess it's called, then I'd absolutely love to turn this into a YouTube channel as well, but you know, we'll see how things go. But anyway, that's it for this week. Next week, we're going to have a look at the folklore of bees and there's absolutely tons of it. So look forward to that. So I hope you have a lovely week in the meantime and I'll catch up with you soon. Cheerio. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to subscribe using whichever podcast app it is that you prefer. If you do use iTunes, if you could leave me a review, that would be fab. Basically, it just means iTunes are more likely to recommend this to other people. And if you're interested in more folklore, please feel free to swing by my blog, which is www.icsedgwick.com. And that's Sedgwick spelled S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K. And you can find all of the links, images and other bits and pieces that hopefully you enjoy. So have an absolutely fab week ahead and I'll see you soon. Cheerio.